Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Exurgat Deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derunteum a face eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I just got Xavier Irel's book, Revelations, The Hidden Secret Messages and Prophecies of the, of the Blessed Virgin Mary. <clears throat> and I kind of anticipate that the book is going to be very well worth reading. And I hope he doesn't mind, but I do want to put the prologue of the book out for this episode in hopes that it'll get you reading the rest of this stuff, because I think the prologue is a really, really good hook. Xavier Aral is an author who I first found out about from Eric Gajewski on Trad Cat Night, in the Order of the Eagle, his website, tradcatnight.com. Or org, excuse me. And I found him intriguing because he's a uh, he's a close close follower of the events surrounding Blessed Marie Julie Jeanne, and I had an opportunity because I've been doing some research um, a few years back about the Three Days of Darkness and and that whole. Um, that whole set of Catholic prophecy. And so I was very, very intrigued. And I will tell you that I never miss an interview with him because he and Eric talk about a lot of very, very important things. Um, Some of it, you know, some of it's in modern politics and stuff like that. You get an idea, you get a chance uh, because he is, he's based in France. um, So you get a chance to see uh, a French, a Frenchman's perspective on some of the things that is going on in the news and and in Europe as a whole, because of course, being America, you know, we have a tendency to not pay attention to like we kind of sort of obliquely pay attention to stuff going on outside the borders, but for the most part, like we're pretty much 
focus on what's going on with America or anything that we're directly involved with. And so it's nice to get a an outside perspective on world events. And when I say outside, I mean somebody who's not American or even in the, even in the western hemisphere. Cuz a lot of this a lot of the big news actually happens outside of the outside of the continental United States. Most of it happens in Europe, Asia. And it's nice to get somebody somebody's perspective who's not from here about the things going on in their own backyard. And so I never miss an episode um, when Eric and, and Xavier are talking. So this this episode I'm going to dedicate pretty much entirely to the prologue and talk a little bit about what what's said in the prologue uh, because I think it's important to understand because a lot of what's in this book is definitely a coloring to the lenses that I use when I see the world. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias do praesidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas de precamor, duque princeps militae calestis, santana maliosque spiritus malignosque ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum netrude. Amen. Cor Jesus sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, sancti Joseph, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, immaculata conceptio est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So the prologue from Xavier Aral's book, Revelations, this hidden secret messages and prophecies of the Blessed Virgin Mary. From the book. The tree is judged by its fruits, says the Lord, and it is the only criterion of discernment that comes from him. From Matthew 7.20 and 12.33. There is, however, an ambiguity we should be well aware of. Apparitions where faith becomes evident, where the invisible becomes visible, are a superficial and secondary phenomenon in comparison to the gospel and the holy sacraments. Even where the church recognizes an apparition, including Lourdes and Fatima, the most solemnly recognized, she does not employ her infallibility or even her authority, since it is not a question of a dogma necessary for salvation, and taught in the name of Christ, but of a discernment, only probable and conjectural. She does not say, you have to believe, but there are some good reasons to believe. It is beneficial to believe. The responsible authority itself can even add, I believe, but it does not impose this judgment under penalty of sin. If I would not believe in Lords, nor in Fatima, I would not have to go to confession if I had reasons to doubt. It was in this spirit and with a completely open mind that I undertook my investigations about lords. Similarly, if authority says there are serious reasons not to believe, then it is wrong to believe. Our judgment is called upon to obey the church, but permits freedom of examination and of discernment. And this was from Monsignor René Laurentin, 1997. 
Since the middle of the 19th century, there have been many cases of Marian apparitions that warned with gravity of the disastrous events that were already beginning in the world. The appearances of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Paris to Sister Catherine Labouré in La Salette, to two little shepherds named Maximin Girard and Mélanie Calvat in Lourdes, to Bernadette Soubirou, and in La, and in La Faude to Marie-Julie Jarreni, an extraordinary Breton woman who bore all the stigmatas of our Lord Jesus Christ, are but five of the most imposing examples of heaven's admonitions in that century. It would be a few years later that Our Lady would appear in Tilly and Fatima to announce and confirm the catastrophic events for the end of an extremely disturbed 20th and 21st century. Between May and October 1917, while the First World War was on its third year with no end in sight, the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared yet again, this time in a little village in Portugal, to announce a prompt end to the war while warning of yet another, one that would follow this one shortly thereafter under the reign of a new pope who would be named Pius XI. This Second World War, she added, would be more devastating and costlier in human life than the present one if mankind were to ignore her warning and her call to conversion. Likewise, the Blessed Virgin Mary forewarned of the dangers of Russia spreading her errors throughout the world. But who heard? Who believed? Indeed, in the later part of 1917, Russia was on its knees and out of breath from an unprepared conflict with Germany, leaving the Russian Empire in disarray and held by a wide remnant of disorganized parade army and drunk horse-riding Cossacks. Such a prophetic warning was considered at the time nothing more but the product of children's rubbish, hysteria, or at best, utter hallucination. However, as a sign of her presence and of the veracity of her admonitions, the Blessed Virgin Mary announced a sign that was to take place on the 13th of October, 1917, which would be seen by all in the Cova de Iria. In fact, excuse me, and indeed, the extraordinary happened before over 70,000 witnesses, the miracle of the sun. The reported visions at Fatima gathered thereafter widespread attention as numerous pilgrims from the four corners of the world began to visit the site in masses. And after 13 years of profound and meticulous research, exhaustive investigations, and theological studies of the messages received by Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco, a canonical inquiry headed by the Bishop of Leria, Fatima, officially declared in October 1930 the visions of Fatima as worthy of belief, permitting the belief of Our Lady of Fatima's messages and encouraging pilgrimages to the little Portuguese village. Today, in 2022, the message of Fatima and its three secrets take a meaning of the greatest importance as the admonitions brought forth by the Blessed Virgin Mary have become most relevant. However, for almost 100 years, the Church's apprehension of frightening the masses inspired inaction. Rome's decision to silence, founded more on fear than on caution, led millions of faithful in the darkness of ignorance, and therefore to a lack of necessary prayers and intercession for peace. Sadly, we reflect today, almost in disbelief, on the accuracy of Our Lady of Fatima's messages and predictions. Indeed, a few days after the last apparition of Fatima, in 13 October 1917, Russia was taken over by a major coup d'etat, ending with 
the execution of the Tsar and his family, and seeing the installation in its place of a most barbaric and, libert and liberticidal regime. The First World War's armistice and cessation of hostilities that took place over 13 months after the Miracle of the Sun, November 1918, demonstrated the accomplishment of the Virgin Mary's Second Prophecy. As for what followed, it is argued that the beginning of the Second World War was indeed accurately foretold by the Blessed Virgin Mary as it began with the Spanish Civil War under the reign of Pius XI, which saw the first military combats since 1918 between various Western forces and the newly modernized German Wehrmacht in Spain. Alas, the warning of Fatima was utterly ignored, and World War II did, did indeed take place, costing in its process over 50 million lives worldwide. Four years after the end of World War II and the destruction of Hitler's war machine, a Europe coming out from the still-smoking ashes of a revengeful German ideology saw itself threatened now by a new Soviet menace no less dangerous than its German predecessor, detonated its first atomic bomb in Kazakhstan. This new rising power, which originated from the passion and diabolical ploy of a former Russian butler named Lenin, had for almost half a century all the lands and seas of the entire world tremble. Between 1945 and 1989, the USSR had indeed propagated its errors throughout a zone of influence extending into every continent of the world and has subdued, often with its air force, army, and navy, numerous peoples under tyranny and the chaos of its red yoke, leaving behind ravages whose consequences the world still witnessed today. If that weren't enough, there still was the next prophecy to take under, under consideration. The announced conversion of the powerful communist, atheist, and militaristic Russia. Understandably, such a prophecy seemed as unrealistic in 1917 as it was 70, 70 years later. However, in 1989, the Berlin Wall fell against all expectation. The Warsaw Pact crumbled. And in a period of four years, between 1990 and 1994, all Soviet troops and nuclear arsenals installed in Eastern Europe withdrew eastward, behind the Ural Mountains. Shortly thereafter, the communist system collapsed all but entirely, and the Soviet Union dismembered to transform itself into 13 sovereign and democratic republics. The Virgin Mary-loving Russian Orthodox Church returned in full force, causing millions to return in its arms and democracy was electing Russia's next leaders for the next decades to come. This unimaginable upheaval in Eastern Europe fulfilled indeed the prophecy given by Our Lady of the Rosary more than 70 years prior to its realization, and was symbolized by the countless numbers of coronation of statues of Our Lady of Fatima in Moscow's Red Square. However, despite what seems to be but a brief pause, since the end of the Cold War, there remains nonetheless new dangers, no less terrifying than any other seen before. A peril which depicts the idea of evil itself surfacing from the core of the Middle East, and which translates into an Islamic expansion throughout the lands of the infidels by ways of organized massive immigrations, regional wars, terrorism at the heart of Western nations, New York, Paris, London, Cologne, Berlin, Madrid, etc. 
As for Eastern Europe, surely the Cold War with the Soviet Union is over, but a new one is brewing with a newly reborn Russia that is strengthening with its Chinese ally, all economic and military ties. Threatening thus the very existence of an increasingly fragile world peace. The West is now prepared. In Europe more so than in the United States, paganism raises as well a sword of Damocles, thought to have been buried centuries ago, which corrodes the very foundations of Christian civilization. Despite it all, the final promise of the Virgin Mary still echoes in the hearts of men. Do not be afraid. At the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. Indisputably, the dilemma of Fatima's third secret remains in the first quarter of the 21st century, more pressing now than it was in 1960, the year of its requested revelation to the world. However, the incomprehensible silence of the Vatican on its third secret and the reasons which have led to that decision are the same as that which led to the Holy See's prior silence about the five prophecies of Lourdes. See page 480. The admonitions and prophetic warnings of La Salette, see chapter 1, and the revelations of La Fraude, see chapter 2. Nevertheless, today one asks oneself, what awaits us in the future? What warnings have we been given about the years to come? Surely enough, the vision of the third secret of Fatima has been released by the Vatican on 26 June 2000, while withholding its accompanying message, see page 283. Indeed, too many prelates who have read the third secret of Fatima beside every pope, from John the Twenty-Third to Benedict the Sixteenth, have given tangible testimony of the fact the vision in the third secret of Fatima was in fact accompanied by a grave message. Nonetheless, we have been able to discern from the past and contemporary approved apparition sites, religious stigmatist and mystic revelations, what some already call today the hidden fourth secret of Fatima. Yes, clearly the approved apparitions and most disconcerting secrets of Our Lady of La Salette, La Fraude, Fatima, and of Akita, along with the extraordinary revelations given to Saint Padre Pio, Reverend Father Louis-Marie Pell, Reverend Father Souffran, and so many others, unveil that which is still ever so jealously hidden by the highest hierarchy of the Church today. Prophecies, warnings, admonitions. Yes, these are important parts of the apparitions of the Virgin Mary, but these heaven's calls are meant to warn and urgently call men to repentance and, and conversation. A forewarning yet heard before long ago in the depth of the Jordan River by none other than Jesus Christ's own cousin, John the Baptist. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven has come nigh. Matthew 3, 2. The Blessed Virgin Mary has brought forth repeatedly for the better part of the past 200 years the same warning, alerting the church and men of goodwill of the father of lies assault upon man's society through an aggressive and subtle cultural corruption of values. And yet, Pope John XXIII refused to divulge heaven's message in 1960 as requested by the Blessed Virgin Mary. Why? Was the pontiff's disobedience reflective of an arrogance that led him and his successors alike to believe being wiser than heaven itself, judging the third secret not to be appropriate for immediate disclosure? Would it be that God made an error of judgment by, by asking his holy mother 
to have heaven's message divulged to the world in 1960. The Virgin Mary's numerous messages and prophecies, though echoed by messengers all across the world, were swept away by the church for an alleged fear of sensationalism. And yet these messages called men to immediate conversion, to return to the teachings of Jesus Christ, to live the Gospels, the Ten Commandments, and the sacraments of the Roman, Catholic, and Apostolic Church. What's more, with the pressing call to return to the Holy Sacraments, particularly that of Holy Mass, these extraordinary revelations from heaven likewise call men to intercede and pray for the coming of a long-announced Holy Pope and for a great French monarch mentioned ever so repeatedly in the messages of La Fraude La Salette of Tilly and through various saints and mystics. These two men, we are told, will be called to reinstitute and rebuild a collapsing Catholic Church to its glory of yesteryears. A church which has been shattered for decades by reformists and liberals who have for sole aim the forging of a new church bathed in compromise, self-denigration, and culture of integration, sacrificing in the name of popular inclusion and cultural values of the times... Catholic dogma itself. But before the resurrection, the passion must first run its course. Should we yet again ignore heaven's admonitions, however well hidden, disregarded, and swept under Rome's dusty carpet of convenient forgetfulness? The church and the world, we are told, are to go through an epic purification of the likes never seen or recorded before. Notwithstanding, the Blessed Virgin Mary tells us that we are not orphans, nor left defenseless against the pernicious onslaughts of Satan's legions. In effect, we are given arms to defend our faith and ourselves. As armor and chainmail, we are given the Holy Eucharist and the Holy Sacramentals. As a shield, we are given the Sacrament of Confession. As a sword, we are given the Holy Rosary and the Holy Gospels. As a lance, we are given the opportunity to perform acts of reparation for one's sins and for the sins of others with a willingness to bear one's cross in life with love and resignation. Finally, that which gives a knight of Mary his colors and his identity is his self-consecration to the sacred heart of Jesus Christ and to the immaculate heart of Mary. These are indeed the defenses we are offered to, which Satan, the Virgin Mary assures us, will find utterly impregnable. Our journey in this life is short, but the Blessed Mother offers her companionship. With perseverance and goodwill, man can reach the stage of sanctification which merits eternal life. In essence, the Blessed Virgin Mary proclaims an urgent call for a spiritual mobilization, a radical change of lifestyle through a conversion spearheaded by the sacraments, faith, prayer, and love. The Mother of Christ promises the triumph of her Immaculate Heart, but implores her faithful children to remain steadfast despite the ominous occurrences which soon must take place. The Frenchmen of my generation have only been able to listen, often with admiration, the tales of the past that our fathers and theirs before them have echoed, 
while not always being able to keep their eyes dry with a deep sense of dignity and profound emotion. Surely enough, the Second World War is over, and from London one does not hear any more from the BBC a French general consumed with a profound sense of honor and duty, calling men to continue the war and promising the deliverance from German tyranny. However, the call which the men of my generation witnessed is not very much different from the one our fathers have heard in the morning of their youth. John Paul II gave us testimony of our lives' challenges and of the future's grandest promise. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In the light of the mystery of Mary's spiritual motherhood, let us seek to understand the extraordinary message, which began May 13, 1917, to resound throughout the world from Fatima, continuing for five months until October 13th of the same year. The Church has always taught and continues to proclaim that God's revelation was brought to completion in Jesus Christ, who is the fullness of that revelation. <clears throat> and that no new public revelation is to be expected before the glorious manifestation of our Lord. The Church evaluates and judges private revelations by the criterion of conformity with that last or with that single public revelation. <clears throat> if the Church has accepted the message of Fatima, it is above all, because that message contains a truth and a call whose basic content is the truth and the call of the gospel itself. Repent and believe in the gospel. 
These are the first words that the Messiah addressed to humanity. The message of Fatima is, in its basic nucleus, a call to conversion and repentance, as in the Gospel. This call was uttered at the beginning of the 20th century, and it was thus addressed particularly to this present century. The lady of the message seems to have read with special insight the signs of the times, the signs of our time. The call to repentance is a motherly one. At the same time, it is strong and decisive. The love that rejoices in the truth is capable of being clear-cut and firm. The call to repentance is linked, as always, with a call to prayer. In harmony with the tradition of many centuries, the Lady of the Message indicates the rosary, which can rightly be defined as Mary's prayer, the prayer in which she feels particularly united with us. <clears throat> she herself prays with us. The rosary prayer embraces the problems of the church, of the see of St. Peter, the problems of the whole world. In it, we also remember sinners, that they may be converted and saved, and the souls in purgatory. <clears throat> the words of the message were addressed to children ages 7 to 10. Children, like Bernadette of Lourdes, are particularly privileged in these apparitions of the Mother of God. Hence the fact that also her language is simple within the limits of their understanding. The children of Fatima became partners in dialogue with the Lady of the Message and collaborators with her. One of them is still living. When Jesus on the cross said, Woman, behold your son. In a new way he opened his mother's heart, the immaculate heart, and revealed to it the new dimensions and the extent of the love to which she was called in the Holy Spirit by the power of the sacrifice of the cross. In the light of a mother's love, we understand the whole message of the Lady of Fatima. The greatest obstacle to man's journey toward God is sin, perseverance in sin, and finally, denial of God. The deliberate blotting out of God from the world of human thought. The detachment from him of the whole of man's earthly activity. The rejection of God by man. In reality, the eternal salvation of man is only in God. Man's rejection of God, if it becomes definitive, leads logically to God's rejection of man, to damnation. <clears throat> Can the mother who desires everyone's salvation keep silence on what undermines the very basis of their salvation? No, she cannot. So while the message of Our Lady of Fatima is a motherly one, it is also strong and decisive. It sounds severe. It sounds like John the Baptist speaking on the banks of the Jordan. It invites to repentance. It gives a warning. It calls to prayer. It recommends the rosary. The message is addressed to every human being. The love of the Savior's mother reaches every place touched by the work of salvation. Her care extends to every individual of our, of our time and to all the societies, nations, and peoples. Societies menaced by apostasy, threatened by moral degradation, the collapse of morality, 
involves the collapse of societies. Taken from the homily by Pope John Paul II at Fatima on the 13th of May, 1982. Through the chapters to come, the messages and prophetic warnings given through apparition sites formally deemed worthy of belief will be revealed without restraint or fear to be politically incorrect. Private revelations to visionaries, saints, religious, and laity will be exhaustively and objectively covered in the light of this book without the usual reserve and confinement practiced elsewhere. Likewise, we will review the messages brought forth in Garabandal and in Medjugorje, both still under ecclesiastical investigation, two of the most popular Marian apparition sites in the world today. Upon careful review of these truly remarkable messages and calls, one can see the same invitation to pray for the Pope, the Cardinals, the Bishops, Priests, and Religious who are on the front line of a spiritual war, and more often than not, its principal victims. The Blessed Virgin Mary implores the faithful not to condemn nor judge the clergy, but to intercede for those who fall into error or weakness. Notwithstanding, we are called to maintain our fidelity to the one true Church of Jesus Christ and to the sacraments and dogma of the faith which despite the tempest and storm crashing on the vessel which is the Catholic Church is and always will remain infallible. As we shall see, these apparition cases bring forth but a same message, a same admonition, echoed sometimes with the same wording, intonation and warmth not merely to a people or to a specific nation, but to a worldwide audience in a specific time era. Ours. I gotta be perfectly honest with you. I read the prologue and I'm just like, I need to hurry up and finish reading this book. <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of Medjugorje, and I've not been able to find nearly enough information on Garabandal. <clears throat> but I am very much attuned with Fatima and Akita's message, since those two messages mirror each other the most. Secondarily with La Salette, I would like actually to read some more, and hey, conveniently, Xavier's done a fantastic job. This book is, uh, looks to be with everything involved, prayers. It actually even has instructions to pray as I'm, or how to pray uh, as I'm looking at it. 550 plus pages. <clears throat> it is indeed a very deep dive. It's actually kind of on par with some of the other books um, that I'm currently reading. Reading about uh, St. John of Capistrano, uh, reading Dominion by uh, Father Chad Ripperger, and basically bouncing mostly between those three. Um, but I think I'm going to spend a little bit more time in this one because there's specific information that I've been looking for um, 
like the deep, for example, the, a deeper dive into everything that happened with Garabandal. And it's very difficult to um, to find something beyond interviews. Like I think one of my <clears throat> one of the one of the reasons why it's easiest uh, to kind of fall in, particularly with Our Lady of with the apparition in Fatima, <clears throat> Our Lady of the Rosary in Fatima. Um, is it's been so extensively covered. I've got a playlist on my uh, in my YouTube account that has 13 videos of Our Lady of Revelation and then another five videos of Our Lady of Fatima. <clears throat> and it's been a very meager and it's been very meager pickings for most of the others. By comparison, um, truly, I I actually wish that I could you know, spend time in parish missions where they're doing like four or five days on every one of, you know, on each one of the Marian apparitions. <clears throat> Usually it's very, very brief coverage. And in that manner, it's actually kind of disappointing. Um, and I think it's actually because I'm sort of a... I sort of suffer from the vice of curiosity, I guess you could say. Or, or I should say that my curiosity can sometimes become a vice for me. Um, <clears throat> but I've been looking very much forward to being able to do a deep dive in all of these and kind of adding a little, I guess you could say a little bit more color or a little bit more clarity, depending on your perspective, um, to the way I see things. <clears throat> Of course, I did come out last week and, and talk about how I think we might be off by like 30 years as to what the century schedule is supposed to look like. And that would make a little bit more sense because a few of the a few of the apparitions, they were actually very specific in, in the timeline and the way things were supposed to come to pass. And, <clears throat> well, to be blunt, one of them specifically talked about the 20th century and clearly, by man's reckoning, the 20th century is over. But if you were to really look, if you were to really, really look, it's quite clear that by God's reckoning, it's not. We're not quite done yet. <clears throat> and it's part of the reason why I look at the next seven, oh, I can't believe we're down to seven years the next seven years with a certain bit of additional trepidation. And to be sure, the first part of it had to do with, like, I'm looking, I'm going, oh, goodness, we're about to get a global chastisement. And now, actually, as I look around in the news, I don't know that I care so much about a global chastisement, considering the massive chastisement that the United States of America is about to get. And that might not be in seven years. It might be in seven days, the way the news has been going. <clears throat> So, free plug for his book. Um, it's available on Amazon. Looks like you can also get it at Austin Macaulay. Austin like Austin, Texas. Macaulay like Macaulay Culkin. Dot com slash US. <clears throat> Quite impressive. 
an impressive tome. I can certainly also see why it looks why it took him so long to actually finish the book. It, <clears throat> I was following him for months, and it seemed like every single month. He came back and he's like, we haven't quite finished. We haven't quite finished. And he finally was, and you could tell there was a certain point where he's like, okay, I have to pull the plug. We have to finish now. And he did finally get the book done because he was continually adding. And truth be told, when you're talking about revelation and you're talking about a private revelation, you're talking about Marian apparitions and you're talking about current events and how these things correlate when the news is moving the way it is, it's very easy to see why he didn't like it. Oh, and the oh, and you can see this, and oh, and you can see that. <clears throat> so it's really, really easy to see why it took him as long as he did. Um, and I hope, I think I'm going to talk to Eric this next month, and uh, when when he and I sit down, or the in in a few weeks when he and I sit down and do our next interview on his show. And see if I can get get him uh, get Xavier for an interview, so we could t- specifically so we could talk about the book. <clears throat> I think that would be very beneficial, and I think it would be beneficial. Of course, at the same time too, um, I do this show for y'all, so you let me know. Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com or you can go to RadioFreeCatholic.com and hit the contact link and then type me an email and you can let me know how you feel about the idea. Um, <clears throat> I can be found on SP3RN at Mighty, at, excuse me, at Caleb the Mechanic. You can find me on Twitter at Mighty Colibri. Um, you can find, actually, the show does have a Telegram channel. I completely forget about the Telegram channel and I'm on Telegram, t.me slash Caleb the Mechanic. Also, t.me, I think it's actually t.me slash Radio Free Catholic as well. Um, <clears throat> so either of those you can also contact. I can't believe it. I totally forget that I've got I communicate with a lot of listeners via Telegram, and I continually forget to put that one on there. Uh, but you can reach me in all of those locations. You can also actually... <clears throat> Actually, I got to log back into that one. But you also can find me at radio underscore Catholic on Twitter. Assuming, you know, they haven't caught on and found out that I'm, you know, Catholic. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter. And if you haven't noticed, I've kind of been staying away from the news articles. I just did the one about the FBI. That one should be dropping, should have dropped the night before. It should drop one day before this one. Um, But I'm waiting for significant things. We already know what we're headed on, and so now I'm just looking for the next event, the next trigger, the next thing that's going to move the calendar forward in all of this. And that's why the and that's why these podcasts don't drop every single day. They drop on kind of the significant events where it's, you know, kind of got to bring it back and be like, "Hey, pay attention." Um I'm hoping eventually cuz I almost feel as though I've talked about it all. Obviously, you know I'm not a huge prepper, but you should be preparing. Things are coming. Winter as it were, is coming. The dark winter is coming. Do I know exactly what that's going to look like? No idea. Could just be three days. 
Of course, if it is just three days, it's going to be a hellacious three days. <clears throat> so do keep that in mind as well. Anyway, as always, pray for the church. Pray for your nation. And pray for us in Catholic social media. Because occasionally, I've been noticing, every so often we tend to go a little bit haywire. And things get really, really cray-cray. So, pray for us as well. As always, I will be praying for you. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.